Hey guys, before today's episode of the podcast, I want you to text me 212-931-5731. If you don't, you're missing out. I'm putting all my eggs in the fucking text basket. 212-931-5731. This is the Gary V Audio Experience. You know, a lot of people want to think that the only thing I'm putting out there is hustle. I am putting out a ton of content that speaks to happiness and and actually mental health through self-awareness and more importantly, this whole keeping up with the Joneses or AKA needing to be liked and finding the balance of that. Bro, you nailed it. Let me tell you one thing though. Uh, Tom, on episode 299 to make this full circle, looked me dead in the face and said, your superpower is you don't judge yourself and he's not wrong. And I think what what I'm trying to tell you is back to the way that Scott has done such a great job in the lexicon, this is getting very meta, of saying don't say give back, say give. I'm gonna tell you something. If you're doing something nice for somebody else, if you're giving, I am telling you right now, as somebody who's in your ear morning and night for the last two and a half years, please hear this and repeat it and we'll send the clip to you. If you're doing something nice, don't judge yourself if you're doing that for selfish reasons. It's a hell of a lot better to try to become liked because you're helping another human than because you bought Gucci loafers. Like at some level, we have to stop judging ourselves and in the actual action, of doing the right thing, I, you know, I like to always say, doing the right thing is the right thing, and everyone, you know, that's what this is, brother. Like, you're a young dude. I can tell you right now that Scott and I are blown away about things we've discovered about ourselves over the last three years as men that are pretty self-aware and like to think about this shit and are pretty in tune. I'm baffled by my ability to continue to turn new stones every day. How old are you? 25. Brother, you're gonna keep learning about yourself all the time, but please, please let this little rant allow you to not judge yourself of why you wanna give. If you wanna posture into society that you're a good person or you're part of a cause, but you actually execute, then you're doing the right thing. To me, where it gets dangerous is the following, and you've heard me say this. If you're a keyboard warrior and you put out an Instagram post of like, big ups to the people fighting the fires in California, but you don't have the ability to write a $25 check or to send some water to somebody or make a phone call. If you don't do something tangible to the keyboard warrior-ness, if you just tweet hashtag me too, but you do nothing about it, or in real life, you're actually a douchebag to the female race, that's, if you're a hypocrite, then you're posturing. But if you're actually doing something, if you go this Thanksgiving and take mashed potatoes and put them in somebody's plate, or if you go with 13 bucks and buy a toy at the dollar store and drop it off in the lobby of your, you know, like all these little things that I act on, that I think about, that are subtle. There is no content around it, but it's in my constant motion of doing, not speaking to doing. If you're actually giving, brother, Who gives a fuck if people think you're good because of it? You're actually doing. Stop judging yourself. I really appreciate that. Does that make sense? No, no, that that makes that makes. And I'm gonna go very narrow here because it's more for my audience. Knowing that you've figured out what the fuck I've been saying about keeping up with the Joneses, there's a big difference, bro, between the Mercedes and the watch and getting people to like you and that's the insecurity versus you going and doing something that gives value to another human being. Mm. You're using one, one you're making an impact, the other you're creating a vulnerability. Got it. 
And I love how you thoughtfully put them together because you're right. It's my biggest aha. You, want, you know what, brother? I'm gonna honor you by being so thoughtful with your question. Let me tell you the worst thing that ever happened to me when Scott changed the course of my life by inspiring me to be actively good in a different way than I thought about it in the past. I was always a good guy. I would always help. I, the amount of people that owe me money is absurd. I, I think I could buy the Jets with the IOUs. I always did a lot of good things, but I never thought about it as macro. I was very immigrant family. Like, you know, you did it for like your cousin or an employee. It was very insular. The biggest fuck of my life, and I say this sometimes, but it's fun to say what Scott here is, when I figured out that there's certain people in the well group, there's certain people at Pencils of Promises board, there's certain people at all the other good things that I've done in my life, and why they're Mm -hmm. really there is to paint a picture of themselves to other powerful people so they can use that leverage to make money in the outside world, broke my heart. Yeah. Intent matters. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, let me say it feels something. A lot, let me just finish and I'll let you jump in. But back to the advice I gave you, still, the action of doing good. Because there's a lot of other ways to posture in front of important people that don't need you to spend four hours at, you know, at a, you know, an offsite for a board and things of that nature. The action of good is always good. And I would eliminate that judgment, mm-hmm. my guy. Scott. Just what you were saying. I mean, you know, again, if the vision is to reinvent charity, charity means love. Charity means to help your neighbor in need, getting nothing in return. Not status in return, not, you know, financial uh, wins for your business. It's, 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 a, it's like a pure act. Caritas in the Latin. I know, I know. I remember people, last time I told people have a tough time with but, me on that. But if, at our galas, one of the things early on, we did what everybody else did 10 years ago. We would sell the Prada handbag for five grand. We would sell the week in Telluride, the $25,000 Hublot watch. And I realized like we were, we were doing the wrong thing. This wasn't pure charity. It also wasn't working because we had people on a buy side of their brain. You would look at that $25,000 watch and be like, I'd never pay $25 for that. I know a guy at Hublot, I'd pay $5 or $10. Or, right, I would never pay that for a weekend in Telluride. So everybody's dealing. So like 10 years ago, we just said, we're going to give people nothing. They're going to come into our gala. We're going to give them an opportunity to be the most generous version of themselves. I actually say that from stage now. I'm so intentional about this language. You are coming and you're going to leave with nothing. You're going to leave you know, with nothing except the fact that you know you used your resources to end needless suffering. And and to the degree mm. that you use those resources. And and you're gonna go home and your wife or your husband or your partner, you know, is gonna look at you, hopefully with, with respect and admiration because you did it for the right reasons. The minute we did that, I remember the first year we did away with the crap, we doubled the race. We literally doubled it. Last year we raised $4.6 million we fed people a chicken dinner, like a rubber chicken dinner, almost 400 people. There were people that just responded to the stories. You know, we, we were trying to call forth like the greatest goodness in them and then believe that they would be transformed through that unselfish act of giving and, and that that would cre- you know, create the desire to do more. They would almost get addicted to that unselfishness and say, wow, it actually feels better. Like, think about it. If you're giving because you care, and not giving with an ulterior motive, you sleep better at night. You just do. Like you just do. You you gave because you 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 wanted to respond. You looked at a problem and said, I have the resources to solve that. 
you know, a little bit of that. So I would, yeah, I think I would encourage you to, you know, make sure you're, you're giving, you know, follow this pursuit, go learn video, go learn photographs, go, go learn how to tell stories that it sounds like tell stories that honor people and both maybe elevate their condition. Right. And, right. and you'll find yourself hopefully just really engaged in the redemptive, pure aspect of that work that you'll just want to do more of it. And oh, by the way, for everybody who's watching and be selfish to what makes you happy too. Like, it, you know, I always say to people, like, the reason I feel I can give so much is because um, my selflessness comes from my selfishness. Like, like, I think one of the things that people have to understand is like, you know, there's easy ways to compartment all this stuff. Like, it's okay to buy yourself a fancy Hawaiian, you know, vacation if that's what you and your partner want. Like, I, I feel like people are, play within your own framework. There is no right way. Mm -hmm. Guess what? Maybe yeah, for, I'm no for, martyr, doing this is an amazing thing. I love my job. I that's get exactly. to travel around. And, and by the way, and, and by the way, just to make this, you know, wrap some of these things for the themes of today. By the way, go spend 18 years building a great business if that's what makes you happy, and then sell it. And by the way, don't give away 99%. Give away 5%. Give away 1%. By the way, look, I think that what people, what what's so important right now to me more than ever, is eliminating judgment. You know, people mm. give in many different ways. Listen, I give away, like listen, there's organizations and individuals that I give more of my time to. There's places where I give more of my money to. Like I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna feel crippled by anybody, they don't know. First of all, nobody knows. I don't know 99% about Scott. What happens in his bedroom, in his head, in, on a flight when he's by himself. And we're always, bro, we're, Scott, how different, I mean this is just a loaded question, how different of a man are you today than you were when you were 25 years old? Yeah, I was a scumbag at 25. <laughs> I was a degenerate, <laughs> right? 25, I was addicted to cocaine, gambling, alcohol, strip clubs and pornography, and about two to three packs of Marlboro Reds a day, so. Everybody who's watching right now and <laughs> worried about being too ideological or I, holy shit, feeling pressure, like I'm a bad person, like why did I buy a Nintendo Wii last night? I should have given it to the kids. Life is long. Eliminate the yeah, judgment your about yourself not, first. And your past does not dictate your future. That was really the point of writing the book was the book starts with me doing drugs and falling through a mm. plate glass window at NYU, like off my face to then go to the emergency room you know, get all fixed up and then go work at Twilo, you know, some club like back in the day. And, you know, if you had ever seen the wreck of a human being that I was, this is never someone that's gonna start a charity. This is never someone that's gonna have a healthy marriage and kids. Like, this is never someone that's gonna do, leave any purpose or lead a life with purpose. My tombstone was actually gonna, had you met me at 25, my tombstone was going to read, here lies, you know, a guy who died prematurely young of a drug overdose and managed to get millions of people wasted before he died as a nightclub promoter, you know? And now yeah. at, at 43, like my tombstone is, is a hell of a, a lot better. <laughs> and guess what? Let me go the different. reverse. Something I think about every day. And guess what? You could crush it and you're the most noble motherfucker of all time to 47. And then you're not. You finish badly, exactly. I, mean, I think about finishing is, I, well all the time. As you should, especially if you've ever had not good. You know, if you've had not good, mm -hmm. and now you're in the good zone. And we have kids too. We start thinking about the, you know, the men we want to be for our children. By the way, and our, so many people. I've had some wives. really deep conversations lately of people that feel in a trap of nobleness because of their parents, but don't feel accountable to their kids. And are, I had the craziest combo I've ever had. Somebody telling, I'm sorry, I'm like, I'm just, I couldn't believe this. <laughs> Somebody telling me that they couldn't wait for their parents to die so they could have some fun. 
And just the whole, like, like everybody's living different lives. Just, I think we're all just- Do you just... guys have any practical advice on, on getting rid of that poison? Well, look, I think you're doing it right now, brother. I think one of the quickest ways to get out poison is to over-communicate and expose yourself. I think that's what Scott did. How many, you know, you, you know, how many people are pumped about talking about being addicted to pornography, cocaine? Like, like I think you're I doing it. I just knew it would help people. And the honesty, like. I, and it helped you too, bro. Yeah, there's a trust bro, too. Bro, like, look. It, it was a personal, well, yeah. Listen, what happened with me? You want to know why I, I became the entrepreneur? I therapy in front of 10,000 you know, people on stage. You know why <laughs> I became the entrepreneur's entrepreneur? Let me, let me give you the preview. In 2006, 7, 8, 9, 10, when it wasn't as cool to go to Mount Ida College and get these and F's and like all that, when everybody judged me because they all went to Georgetown and Yale and all this, in my circle of all the Silicon Valley winners, I kept doing it because it was my truth. It was liberating, it was the truth, and then the market moved in a way that made it more acceptable. What would I do if I were you? I'd go on Instagram right now and make a video and tell every fucking secret insecurity you've got, just completely let it go. It might feel safe in this environment right here, put it in every circle right. of your life. It will, it will lose its leverage. Right. Our secrets of our insecurities are the jails of our emotions. The way to free it up is to put it out in the wild. I have very deep friends and family right now that I wish they'd make one 60 second video on Instagram and tell the world the truth of the one thing they've been holding. They wouldn't unbelieve how light they would feel the next day. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. <laughs> Have a great day.